Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. You're listening to Lynette and this is Living with Disassociative Identity Disorder. Today's topic is going to be about my marriage and as you can see from the title, this is a continuation from yesterday's podcast. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. I wanted to do a continuation of the podcast yesterday that I started but was too tired and too exhausted to actually finish. So I wanted to come back today when I had time to actually do this and dive into my marriage and also I wanted to talk about how disassociative identity disorder affected my marriage and um, how it played a role in things that that um, that happened so um, when I when you think about disassociative identity disorder and the personality switches that happen, um, it's, it's very difficult to actually have a, ma- a relationship. However, when you don't know that you're actually switching, it can actually cause a lot of trouble and a lot of um, issues, especially in a marriage. And when I got married, I didn't necessarily know that I was having disassociative identity disorder or switches. I didn't even even think that there was like some type of alter living within me and there was like a different part of me per se. I didn't necessarily think of any of that. I was, you know, just living my life. And when I got married to my now ex-husband, I, of course, went about my my married life as if I wasn't um, dealing with other issues. So, my, the first thing that my now ex-husband informed me of when I confided in him and told him that I have DID. Um, he's the, he told me, he said, okay, well, that makes sense. And I was like, why do you say that? So he went on to explain that there were times when he would be talking to me And I would ignore him and almost seem as if I wasn't there. Um, And I would be talking with an ex-boyfriend in front of him. And if anyone knows me, they, they would tell you that that's not me. Like, that's not my style at all. And the ex-boyfriend, um, that apparently I was talking to, I had, like, completely just gave him up. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even care if he was 
doing well or whatever. I, I just didn't care. Like, he had his chance, and he blew it. So, you know, there was really n nothing there for me. But, but apparently one of my altars felt as if there was something there. <laughs> so she took it upon herself to contact him and or respond to an email. I don't know because he didn't have my number. So it had to be through email, which hasn't changed. My email has always been the same. Um, when I first met him, um, he lived, like, in the same place that he stays now. And I was in the same city that I'm in now. <laughs> so, yeah. When I met my ex-husband, I was in a whole different city. Like, I completely moved. So, that's how you know I was, like, serious about starting over and getting rid of my past. However, um, I guess my altar decided to contact him or respond to an email from him, and that led to an emotional affair, I guess. Um, but for me, I never remembered any of it until he mentioned it. And um, then there was like bits and pieces that came back to me. But definitely not me actually in the process of doing that. And then he's right there. Like, that's just, it's weird. And why wouldn't he say anything, you know? And, but, you know, I, I have no idea. But apparently with disassociative identity disorder, there are feelings that could linger with past relationships. And so I guess it's just something that you have to take into consideration when you're trying to get married or move on or um, do something different that you're usually not known to do um, because one of your altars might actually still be holding on to something from that past and then you have to address it and get to know uh, why your altar is holding on to that thing or that person and f figure out a way that you both or you all can come together for the greater cause. However, it's more difficult to actually do that when you don't know that you actually have this disease or this disorder. And that was my case. I didn't know. And, but the only, the good thing about that is that my ex-husband is so understanding because he had his own issues as well. And, um... So there was like he he's ex military, so a lot of his um a lot of his problems came from when he was serving in the military. And um so yeah, 
<laughs> there was a lot of alcoholism, a lot of lying and cheating and things like that. I never physically cheated, cheated, like, probably emotionally, but once again, that wasn't me, so take that how you may, but um, his was more physical, and um, he admitted it a couple of times, so, and then uh, if you go back to my Supernatural um, podcast or my superstition <laughs> podcast, you'll hear me talk about um, f- having a dream of him cheating and um, seeing exactly who he was cheating with and what they were doing, who they were with, and all type of stuff. So he didn't really need to conf- confess, I guess to me that he was cheating because I already knew. Um, and not only did I know, I saw. So, <laughs> um, but I moved on past that. I forgiven him. I cleansed my, my mind of that. I completely did a 360 and now we're friends and we're civil but I just wanted to let you know that you know things don't always end the way that you want them to and they they don't always go as planned especially with relationships they're difficult as they are already But then when you add DID into the mix, it becomes even more difficult. And you really have to have a conversation with your partner and let them know that, hey, I have multiple personalities. Can you deal with that? And they might not be able to deal with that. And then they might, you know challenge you (laughs) tell you to bring it on yeah but um yeah DID is difficult in itself as well so you just have to you know take it with a grain of salt take it day by day and um work with it and eventually you'll get there it's difficult I understand because I'm right now, I'm talking to this guy, and um not really sure if I should tell him that I have disassociative identity disorder just yet. I mean, I've known him for like seven years almost, so like... It literally has been seven years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But I'm not sure if I should tell him because you don't want to just tell any and everyone that you're dealing with this. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know how they're going to take things. And so... That's another thing 
that affects me when I when it comes to dating and relationships. Like I haven't even told all of my family. I just told those who are close to me or that I want to know. Um, but not everyone knows unless someone else tells them and I guess then they'll know. But they don't really know know. Like I confide I confide in my blog post and in my podcasts and I let y'all know more than I tell a lot of other people besides my therapist. So yeah. Just like family. <laughs> but um yeah, so I just wanted to get that out there and update this segment with a part two. Um I don't think I need a part three, but if something else comes to my mind and I think that it should be uploaded as a part three, then I will. Otherwise I'll probably just update my blog posts. Um, on WordPress and just leave it as a part three um, to my post, my blog, right? Okay. Well, that, that is going to be it for now. Hopefully, Anchor will get their stuff together and finally fix this bug. Because I hate recording and not having like a background. Because you can hear my air conditioner and it is so loud. And I just, I hate it. But, yeah. I'm going to end this this um, podcast here. And I will talk to you guys another time. Goodbye.